in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. A shocking crime has been committed. As the bard himself might put it, murder most foul. After an extensive manhunt, the culprit is apprehended. He turns out to be a quiet, almost meek family man who could very well be your neighbor. As a matter of fact, his neighbors are hard put to believe it. Him? Commit murder? Why, he isn't the type. Which raises the fascinating question, is there a type? Now, what was stolen, ma'am? A pair of spectacles, sir. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me someone broke into the house, which is filled with valuables, and only walked out with a pair of glasses? Yes, Lieutenant. Mm. And what are they worth, those glasses? Thirty-two dollars. I see. But they must be worth more than that to the thief. Else why risk prison if he were caught? Hmm. Is there something special about those glasses? Obviously, Lieutenant. Obviously. Our mystery drama, Cold Comfort, was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Robert Dryden. I'll be back shortly with Act One. For almost 30 years, the shop has been in the neighborhood, and the sign on the window has read, Amos Crandall, Optometrist. The place is small, simply furnished, and uncluttered. Amos, or Doc as he is called, knows practically everybody in the neighborhood. And practically everybody knows him. Doc doesn't say much, but he doesn't charge much either. He does a very nice job, and he's always there when you need him. But since the average person doesn't need him very often, most people don't know... My glasses ready. Uh, you are Mr... Bostow. Uh, William Bostow. Oh, yes. Ye- yes, Mr. Bostow. I have them uh, right here. Uh, won't you sit down? Thank you. Now, uh, it's just slip these on. See if they're exactly right. Uh-huh. Yes. Yes, indeed. Perfect. The fit all right? Oh, yes, yes. I uh, <laughs> I could say these are the best I've ever had. It, it, it just seems... Is it my imagination that this temple piece is a little bit thick? It's the pair you picked out. Yes, yes. Well, uh, as a matter of fact, it looks pretty good at that. I'm glad you like them. Yeah, let me write you out a check. I think I'll have another cup of coffee. Oh, you shouldn't have even had the first one. I I need something hot to drink. Oh, don't tell me you've caught cold again. No, it's just the weather. You're always cold, dear. We have no business being north in this winter. We're too old. We're not that old. No, we're not that young either. Well, I, I can't 
retire just yet. Well, we have enough money. Oh, uh, not as much as you think. Oh, we can live very comfortably. I, I got a letter from my sister, Jean. She writes... Now, a... I know what she writes. It's just wonderful down in Florida. The condominium worked out beautifully. There's still a few left. Now, why don't we buy one? I will think about... Wait a minute. What's this? Barstow. William K. Barstow. Who's he? Professor Barstow, an archaeologist. Oh, what did he do? He died. Did you know him? The man was in the shop oh, a week or ten days ago. I made him a pair of glasses. And here he is, dead. Of what? It happened suddenly in the street. He had a heart attack. Does it say how old a man he was? Uh, he is 60. Oh, no, I'm really going to be late. I'll be back for lunch. Amos, promise me you'll think very seriously about retiring. I will, Emily. I will. Yes. Who? Did he set up an appointment? Uh, it's okay. Uh, tell him to come in. Uh, now what does he want? Uh, Mr. Trent? Uh, yes. Uh, step inside, Amos. Close the door. Thank you. Sit down. Thank you. Now, what's the problem? The... Problem? Yes, let me have it. Well, there isn't a problem exactly. I mean, Mr. Trent, my wife wants me to retire. Retire? Yes, sir. Retire? Well, that's a new one. I never heard of anybody around here who ever retired. Well, there comes a time... You reach a certain age? Oh, yes. Well, maybe. But I don't know of anybody in this organization that's lived long enough to reach it. I have. You? I got old, Mr. Trent. Old? You're only 60. That's old. (laughs) I guess I'm an old 60... I was a prisoner, you know. Yes, it was before my time. A POW. It was a bad winter. I nearly died. Uh, Amos, did you come here to tell me some war stories? They say it was the worst winter ever in Korea. The arthritis, the rheumatism, they never left me. I've been cold ever since. My wife knows I'm having a hard time, and so naturally she wants me to retire. To move down to Florida. That's what your wife wants you to do. But what do you want to do? Well, the truth is, I guess I do too. What do you think, Mr. Trent? I don't know. 
Maybe you think you can hand me a line like this so we'll offer you some more money. Oh, no, no, Mr. Trent. Well, we are being very generous as it is. Now, you have to admit that. Oh, yes, yes, absolutely. And considering the fact that we wouldn't have to pay you anything at all if we didn't want to... Mr. Trent, I'm very tired. Amos, I am not the one who has to say. Who does? You should know better than to ask. But the answer is somebody upstairs. See, I'm like you, Amos. Each of us can only go up one flight. You can climb up here, and I can go to the next landing. Yes, but will you do it for me? Will you ask? Well, sure I will, Amos. Don't worry about a thing. Mr. Trent, do you have news for me? Uh, yes, I've got news. Will they let me retire? Forget it. You mean they turned me down? I didn't even ask. You didn't even ask? You came in to see me the other day. You were, you were so upset that you just couldn't think straight. But you promised me you'd ask. Well, I had to humor you, Amos. Go up and ask for permission to retire. <laughs> That's all you'd have to do. Right away, they'd start thinking, why? Well, I, I, I just want to get away from everything and, and relax. Maybe get warm. Look, I did what I was told for almost 27 years. I did a good job, too. You had no it, choice. Now, I am your control. We both know what is in your record. Now, you were taken prisoner the first week of the Korean War, Captain Amos Crandall. And from that day on, you played ball with the enemy. Look, Mr. Trent, I had no business being called back. I, I wasn't fit physically. I'd been wounded six years before in France. It was not right for them to call me back. I needed the pills. I needed the special protein. I would have died. There is no point in telling me about it, Amos. You spied on your friends. And because of you, an escape attempt was foiled. Six men died. Your fault. No. It isn't true. I tried to warn them not to go. I, I really tried. We have all that information. The statutes of limitation on treason never expire. We need you to continue serving, Amos. I've given you everything I have. We'll be the judge of that. Now look, Amos. I stuck my neck out to do you a good turn. Let's forget about retiring, shall we? I'll tell you why I'm here. This is the pair of eyeglasses you mailed to your Pacific contact? Uh, yes. He just sent them back. Why? They're empty. Well, that's impossible. I know the film is inside the temple, the sidebar. Well, look. Uh, 
I don't know what to say. I put it in there. I know I put it in there. Amos, let's get down to cases. Now, if you put it in there, it would be in there when he received it. I don't know what to say. I'm positive. Since you didn't put it in these glasses, where did you put it? Where? What became of the film strip? Well, this is a model number 18. I, I, I may have... Did I make up another 18? Uh, just let me look at my book. I, I may have... Uh... Ah, wait. Here. I see it. I know what happened, Mr. Trent. Yes. It only proves what I'm trying to tell you. I'm getting tired. Careless. Uh, just tell me what happened. It was the day before. I made up two pair of glasses, identical frames, and I somehow put the strip in the wrong one. Which one was it? I made them up for a Professor William Barstow. I'll get them back. I can't. Why not? He's dead. Well, that should make it easier. Why? They didn't bury him with his glasses, did they? How can I get them? There is nothing to it. You go up there, ring the bell. Tell whoever answers you're the optometrist. Do you understand? Just say there was a mistake. You gave him somebody else's glasses. Yes, but don't you... It's clean and it's simple. It sounds good. Why, it's even true. Yes, uh, what do you want? How do you do? Uh, My name is Crandall, Amos Crandall. Uh, I'm the optometrist. Uh, That is, I have my shop a few blocks from here. Well? About a week before he died, Professor Barstow had a pair of glasses made in my shop. And? You you know the ones I mean? Yes, I know the ones you mean, the new ones. Well, would you happen to have them? And suppose I did? I would like you to give them back to me. You would? Why? Well, you see, they're the wrong ones. Are they? Yes. I gave Professor Barstow another gentleman's pair by mistake. Did you? Yes. I would like to have them back. And here are the ones intended for the professor in exchange. I I, I know that he won't be able to use them... It's just that we have to keep these things straight. We do. Well, yes. May I have them? No. No. You may not have them. Good day to you. Well, uh, madam, I... Sir, if you don't leave the premises immediately, I shall telephone for the police. does go on in that optometry shop. Obviously more than meets the eye. 
Our hero, Amos Crandall, known as Doc, is evidently employed by foreign agents. But does this woman know that? How? And why should she refuse what appears to be a most reasonable request? For enlightenment, I suggest the second act shortly. What do doctors recommend to avoid constipation? These days, doctors stress the importance of fiber in the diet. Food fiber that helps the system regulate itself naturally. Metamucil is the laxative made from natural fiber. No chemical stimulants. So for occasional constipation, doctors recommend Metamucil more often than any other laxative. The way to overcome constipation is the natural way. But if not nature, Metamucil. Read, label, and follow directions. You don't have to stoop to doing tedious lawn trimming chores when you can trim without bending or stooping with a weed eater grass trimmer from True Value Hardware Stores. Hi, Pat Summerall to tell you that now you can take advantage of special prices on weed eater string trimmers, like the lightweight clippy trimmer designed for smaller lawns. Get it for just sixteen eighty-eight. Or if your needs are greater, choose the weed eater snippy with adjustable assist handle. Now just twenty-four eighty-eight at participating True Value hardware stores and home centers, and say that Pat Summerall sent you. Mildred Velez of the South Bronx remembers working with a Vista volunteer. One of the things that we did do is enter three abandoned buildings and start to cut. This was done purely on a volunteer basis. There were no monies. There was only spirit and hope that it could be done. One of the buildings is ready to be opened in two weeks from now. People can start moving in. Somebody started something here. A contagious idea. That hopelessness is just a place. A perfect place for just giving up. Or for rebuilding from the ground up. One of the other things that the Vista volunteer did was uh, a lot of counseling and English and math. Some of the kids have obtained their high school diploma and now going to college. And I have to give the credit to the Vista volunteer for doing that. Join Vista. It's a year that will last you forever. Call 800-424-8580. A public service of Vista, this station, and the Advertising Council. philosopher, the bravest may be those who have the clearest vision. Perhaps. Today, we can say that the clearest vision may be achieved by those who have the best made spectacles. We are dealing here with a maker of eyeglasses, but evidently he's not seeing things too clearly at the moment. you, I would notify the police if you continue to make a nuisance of yes, yourself. but madam... Do not you... call me madam. I am Mrs. Maggie Trainer, the late Professor Barstow's housekeeper, rest his soul. What I'm trying to say is that I, I gave him the wrong glasses. I merely wish to exchange them, that's all. That's all? Absolutely. Sir, what is your game? My... In the first place, you're lying. Now, why would I lie about a thing like this? You tell me. Why do you say I'm lying? You claim you furnished him with the incorrect 
pair of glasses. Yes, that's true. Well, how would you account for the fact that he came home that night with a spring in his step and a twinkle in his eye? Unusual for him, I would say. And so I inquired of him, Professor, is this a holiday? No, he replied. Well, I pursued the matter further. What is the cause for this rejoicing? Do you know what he said to that? Do you? No. He said, I have never seen things so clearly. Have you had a revelation? I asked. No, he replied. I have finally obtained a pair of decent spectacles. Well, now, sir, what do you say to that? Well, I... I... I'm only trying to tell you Yes, and you are trying very hard. But regardless, I cannot believe you. Well, why would I want to lie about a thing like this? You search your own conscience for the answer. Now, please. You appear to be a reasonable woman. I am not a reasonable woman. I am a loyal woman. There is taking place an inventory and an accounting of all his property. The man died without a chick or child of his own. Until the state decides on how it's all to be disposed of, I am the guardian. Not so much as a single speck of dust on his desk shall be touched until I am relieved of my responsibility. Now, this discussion has endured much too long. Yes, but you don't understand. I need those glasses. Very well. Proceed in the proper manner. Present yourself at the Metropolitan Bank and Trust, which is the executor of the estate, and register your claim. But I... I am sure they'll consider your request, provided, of course, it's legitimate. Uh... Now, sir, I've taken up far too much of your time, haven't I? What do you mean she won't give you the glasses? She says, go to the bank. On the face of it, Mr. Trent, it's a very legitimate position for her to take. Do you want me to go? Uh, No. But it's the only way. It isn't the only way. I don't understand. You don't have to. This doesn't concern you. I told you before, I'm getting too old for this. Don't say that, Amos. Nobody gets to be too old. Uh, What what can I do? Keep on being young, Amos. You must see the spot you'll be in if I had gone upstairs. First, you asked to retire, which starts all kinds of bells ringing. Second, a thing like this, well, people have been eliminated for less. Mr. Trent, you wouldn't do do anything like that. In the ordinary way, we never do. Our hands are always clean, Amos. We just make sure certain documentation concerning your past activities is made public. Nature takes its course. Now, you wouldn't want that to happen, would you? What do you want me to do? What exactly what you're doing now, Amos. 
but do it better. What are you going to do about those glasses? I've already told you. It doesn't concern you. I wish you'd stay home today. It's very cold and blustery. How can I just stay home, Emily? I, I can't just give up on everything and retire. Retire doesn't mean giving up. It means... Well, it should mean that you're ready for something new. Yes, but I have an obligation to my customers, to the neighborhood. Oh, somebody was here to make glasses before you came on the scene, dear. Somebody will be here after you're gone. Now, look, Emily, when the time comes, I'll retire. And when will that time come? Well, do we have to talk about it all the time? No, we don't have to talk about anything. I'll just read the comics. Uh, Emily, Oh, forget I... it. No. I, I just wish the... Oh, well, look, well, why is this name familiar? What name? Barstow. Oh, I remember you made him a pair of glasses, and a little while later he died. Yes, but so what's in the paper? Well, it says here there was a robbery. His housekeeper, a Mrs. Maggie... Trainer reports that the place was entered last night while she was out on, uh, visiting her sister. Was anything taken? Well, I would assume so. She's going over the list right now with the police. Now you're sure there was a break in, Mrs. Trainer? Positive, Lieutenant. How do you know? Well, the rear window was open when I returned, and I always make sure to lock it before I leave. Yes, I see. Well, you promised me a list of the stolen articles. Where is it? Lieutenant Schwartz, it seems only one thing was taken. His eyeglasses. His eyeglasses? Yes, sir. His brand new pair of eyeglasses. Well, were they, uh, were they of any special value? Made of gold, perhaps? Oh, no, no, sir. They were made of horn. Or, or is it some kind of plastic they use today? And, uh, that's all, all that was missing? Yes, mm. Lieutenant. Mrs. Trainer, are you saying that a thief broke into the house last night... And of all the things he could have taken, and there are many valuable historical objects, he settled for a pair of ordinary eyeglasses? Oh, but these weren't ordinary glasses. No? No. Something's rather strange about those glasses, Lieutenant. The gentleman who made the glasses was here just the other day. He wanted them back. Why? Why don't you ask him? You, you see, Lieutenant Schwartz, I had given them to Professor Barstow by mistake. And while Mrs. Trainer tells me that Professor Barstow claims they were the best pair he ever had. Well, that's possible, but they weren't his. I had made them for someone else. I, I didn't think she would make such an issue of it. Uh, well... Sorry I bothered you. I, I was only trying to straighten out a mistake. I, 
I'll make the other gentleman a new pair, Lieutenant. The money involved isn't worth fussing about it. Well, I'll let you get back to work, Mr. Crandall. Beats me. Why would anyone want to risk a break and entry which can get him seven years just to steal a pair of glasses? I wouldn't know. Anyhow, whatever it is, what can we do about it? <laughs> Even if some nut for some crazy reason did steal them, how can you hope to recover a pair of ordinary eyeglasses? Mrs. Uh, Trainer? Do not pretend you had forgotten my name, Mr. Crandall. What can I do for you? You can return Professor Barstow's glasses. Now, where are the glasses? I don't know. The other night, you broke into the professor's apartment and you stole them. What? I did not. Then you had it done for you, which comes to the same thing. Madam, this time it is you who is causing a disturbance. A legitimate one. And this time it is I who can call the police. Mr. Crandall, the fact is you have a reason for stealing those glasses. I want them back. Mrs. Trainer, I give you my word I know nothing about it. Why is it so important for you to have those glasses? Uh, please. What is your motive? Indeed, sir, who are you? Who am I? Well, you see my name on the window. I will run this thing down, sir. I will go wherever it takes me. Depend on it. Is he taken, sir? Uh, no, no, no. Hmm. It's a nice day, hmm? Yes, yes, it is. Uh, all right, Amos. Tell me. That woman. The housekeeper. Yes? She's trying to make trouble. What kind of trouble? She says I'm involved with the robbery. The police came to see me. And, uh, what happened? Nothing. They think she's not quite... And she comes by almost every day. She accuses me. She insists... She's going to get to the bottom of things. Yes, well, all right. It doesn't have to be a problem. We can take care of it. A most efficient gentleman, this Mr. Trent. When he decides to take care of a problem, we know it'll be done in a most effective way. However, there's always a first time for everything, and it usually occurs in the third act, which arrives here in just a few minutes. You know how it is with an oyster. Man or nature introduces a grain of sand inside the shell, and the resultant irritation may produce a most 
lustrous pearl. We have something of the sort here. We have a very smooth espionage operation that's just humming along. And a woman named Mrs. Maggie Trainer is now about to become an irritant. What shall be produced here? Well, won't you come in and sit down, Mrs. Trainer? <laughs> I'm sorry to say we uh, haven't been able to find the glasses. Oh, bother the glasses. Who cares about the stupid glasses anyhow? Uh, but, Mrs. Trainer, I thought now, that I you... I have been out doing your work for you, Lieutenant. Now, you pay attention. Why should Mr. Crandall be so desperate to recover those glasses? Uh, uh, Mrs. Trainer. We must first establish that they were stolen to begin with. Ah, so the wind blows in that direction, does it? Well, I am sorry, but uh, we have to accept that responsibility. Well, then accept this one. Uh, for the sake of an argument, assume I am sane. He is desperate, as I said, to get those glasses. Why? Now, Mrs. Trainer. You appear to be a woman of the world. Mm. And where will this approach lead us? Well, no, I appeal to your, your sophistication. Now, we have here a pair of spectacles worth at most uh, 30 or $40, huh? Thirty-two fifty tax included. I have the bill. Well, then you prove my point. To the best of my knowledge, you haven't made one. Well, it is this. We have quite a bit of crime in the city. Oh, the understatement of the year. Now, people complain, and with justice, that there isn't enough of a police presence on the streets. Now, let's have a sense of proportion here. Well, would you rather I spend my time trying to unravel the mystery of a, a $32 pair of glasses, or that I should devote my efforts to more serious crime? Well, huh? How do we know... How serious a crime this one may be. Oh, Mrs. Trainer. Who is Mr. Amos Crandall? What is he really doing? Chew on that question for a bit, Lieutenant. We shall discuss it further. Good day. Yes. Uh, Mr. Cheswick, I'm a police officer. May I come in? I'm sorry. I, I won't take the chain off the door until you prove it. Well, uh, here are my, my credentials. Uh, are you from the local precinct? Uh, yes. Well, let me telephone them first and ascertain if indeed... There is an I.W. Schwartz. I'm sorry, Lieutenant. One can't be too careful. The stories one hears. And besides, there was a burglary in the building just recently. Well, how do you know? I read about it. Well, had you heard anything that night? I'm always hearing things in the night. Mm. Your neighbor across the hall, I mean, uh, your late neighbor. Oh, yes. Professor Barstow. Yes, yes. Splendid human being. Mm. Mrs. Trainer? Oh, the housekeeper. Yes, yes. A splendid woman. In a physical way. Uh, well, uh, some days ago, a man rang her bell. Now, they had an argument in the hallway. 
I wonder, uh, being so close by, if you might have heard it. Oh, you can hear everything that goes on in this building. The walls are paper thin. Now, did the man sound excited or upset in any way at all? He sounded both. And in every way. Why he made a stupid little mistake seemed like a matter of life and death. What did he say? Well, it wasn't so much what he said. It was the way he said it. There was torment, despair. Uh, What word am I looking for? Agony in his voice. Agony? Exactly. Agony. I tell you, I'm still not fully recorded. Well... Uh, thank you very much, Mr. Cheswick. Oh, I'm uh, happy to perform a citizen's duty. Uh, what, what can I do for you now, uh, Mrs. Trainer? You could start doing what you paid for. I understand you spoke to Mr. Cheswick. Uh, yes, ma'am. You wanted, of course, to gain another perspective on the hallway interview I had with Mr. Crandall. And? Well, you were right. He was extremely disturbed. And therefore? Well, I'm not sure. The fact that I have a disturbed optometrist is hardly grounds for an investigation. I spent my own money. I hired a private detective. It cost me $350 for two days' work. Well, off the record, what did you find out? Amos Crandall has been in business at the same address for some 27 years. He's a reserve officer in the Army. He served in World War II and Korea. In Korea, he was a prisoner of war for almost three years. Hmm. What else? That's all. Well, that's a lean return for all that money. I know. And I to continue at these prices. You have the facilities, the manpower. But I don't have any reason to do it. Oh, come, Lieutenant Schwartz. You mean you're not even curious? It's the police, Lieutenant. Uh, Yeah, Mr. Crandall, I was just passing by. I thought I'd drop in. Is there anything I can do for you? No. No, but I was wondering, is uh, there anything I can do for you? What do you mean, Lieutenant? I'm not sure I know. Well, then why... Mr. Crandall... This business of the glasses and the robbery in Professor Barstow's home. You know, something doesn't feel right. I'm not sure I follow you. Well, that's my problem. I don't know where I'm headed. I'm floundering. I, I know there's something here, but I don't know what it is. Mr. Crandall, are you in any sort of trouble? Trouble? Why would I be in trouble? I I don't know. All I'm saying is, if you are, 
I'd like to help you in any way that I can. I made a mistake, the kind of error that anyone could make who deals with the public, and I, I just don't know why it's been blown completely out of proportion. You don't? No, no, I don't. And that's the truth. Well, then I guess that'll just have to be the end of it. Hello? Amos? Yes? Amos, you were right about that uh, Maggie Trainer. Was I? on the phone, Amos. Oh, Emily, it's 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 a customer. She has to be taken care of, Amos, and the sooner the better. Do you uh, do you really think so? Oh, definitely. I just want you to know she won't bother you anymore. Goodbye, Amos. How can he say that? She she'll bother me for the rest of my life. What did you say, Amos? Huh? Oh, nothing. You see, you're, you're starting to talk to yourself. You're working too hard. People calling you at night? Well, why can't these things wait till morning? Emily, it was very cold there in the winter. Amos? It was a very wet kind of cold... It would seep inside your bones. It would freeze the marrow. What are you talking, Amos? Well, it was a long time ago, but I remember every day, every hour, every minute. There was no escape from the cold. No place that was warm. Unless... Unless you were willing to do... Certain things, certain secret things. Do you understand, Emily? Do you understand? Yes. You have no idea what a man will do for a cup of hot soup. Weak, watery, tasteless, but hot. Well, that was the beginning. And I don't remember everything. I, I don't want to remember. All I know is it was very cold. Uh, excuse me. Amos, where are you going? For a walk. In the cold? The cold doesn't bother me anymore. Emily, no more. Well, what are you looking for, Amos? It, it's your revolver. Yes, dear. Oh, no. I won't let you do it. I won't let you go out. I'm sorry, dear. Look, I'm your wife. You can't have any secrets from me. Darling, you can only share the life we've had together. Not the one I led before we met. Please, Amos. Emily, believe me. And trust me. Oh, 
It's you. Please, let me in. Have you taken leave of your senses? Mrs. Trainer, listen. A man is coming here to kill you. What? Now, get inside quickly. What is this fairy tale? Ah, it's true. Well, then why don't we call the police? I have to kill him myself. Well, what are you talking about, kill? The, the eyeglasses. It's tied in with things that you wouldn't understand. But it's dishonest. Oh, yes, yes. How dishonest? About as dishonest as you can get. It has to do with helping the enemies of your country. Oh? And does it have to do with when you were a prisoner of war? Yes. I thought so. Did you perhaps collaborate with the enemy? Yes. I, I couldn't help it. Listen. He's here. He's climbing into the next room. Who? Run. Where? Out the front door. Run quick. But I... Now. Amos. Amos, it's you. Yes, Mr. Trent. Well, you didn't have to come, Amos. I said I was going to do it. I know. But I won't let you. You won't? You know what can happen to you. It doesn't matter anymore. I'm so cold all the time. So it's all over, Mr. Trent. If that's the way you want it, sure. The police are coming. Don't move. You think you can shoot me, Amos? If I have to. No, Amos, you can't. I can look in your eyes. You can't move. You're scared. Don't reach for your gun. Why not? You're not going to do anything about it. Mrs. Trainer? Oh, yes. Yes, I'm fine. Thank you, Lieutenant. Well, thank you, Superintendent, Mr. Cheswick here. My dear, I heard someone ringing your bell as if it were a call to judgment. He shouted, someone was coming here to kill you. So I didn't wait. I called the police. Mr. Crandall? He's dead. This one killed him. Oh. It was an espionage ring. I know. How do you know? He told me. He saved my life. Does the truth have to be published? Well, in cases like this, the truth is always what'll do the least harm. Well, could he just be a man passing by who tried to save someone's life during a robbery? Well, I... I don't see why not. You better get inside, Mrs. Trainer. It's a very cold night. Yes. The cold. 
That's how it began. And that's how it ended. In the cold. Cold, heat, hunger, thirst. We are a sophisticated society, more or less. And so we are prone to forget how these primal urges are the driving forces of mankind. We look for complex motives. Psychiatrists and sociologists go on for volumes on the twists and turns of the psyche. And yet, there are those who would destroy the world for a bowl of soup. Hi, I'm Julia Amato with a really good reason to see your white Westinghouse dealer right now. Big $25 or $50 factory cash refunds on top quality white Westinghouse appliances. Top and front load washers, frost-free refrigerators, dishwashers, and electric and gas ranges. The factory cash refund offer ends May 10th, so hurry into your white Westinghouse dealer today. Take advantage of great appliance values and get a big $25 or $50 factory cash refund. Now is the time to white Westinghouse your house. Got a special house? Get a special house paint with a very special offer. Buy four gallons of Olympic Overcoat and get another one free. Overcoat's the house paint that's tested tough to take on the weather. So protect your home season after season. And now you can get one gallon free when you buy four gallons of any Olympic product, even the number one selling stain. So hurry to your participating Olympic dealer today. Buy four gallons and get another one free. Special offer ends May 31st. Pause for a moment and listen to your shoes. They may need to be cat's pawed. Hey, stop! What do you think you're doing? We just need heels and soles. How could you throw us out in the street when we've been so good to you and your feet? New shoe prices out of sight. Look for the sign of the cat and make your tried and true shoes as good as new shoes. With Cat's Paw, Heels and Soles. Take us to the shop. Come on and get us Cat's Paw. Hi, I'm Susan Anton. Fitness that feels good by day needs firmness that feels good by night. That's why you'll love the Serta Perfect Sleeper. Luxurious top comfort plus deep inner support. You get both with every perfect sleeper. So remember, be a perfect sleeper. It's a healthy investment in yourself. 